Time for another Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. Hi, how are you? Did I just blow your ears out? Why did I scream at you? I don't know. Um, happy episode 13. That's crazy. Thank you for hanging in and listening to the show. And I know it's been another very weird, erratic schedule. Um, and hopefully we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be a little bit more regular. I'm trying to do that more this year. Um, but it's been so great to have people. And I just recorded this episode that you're about to hear with my guests and it's it's just it's um a delight it's so much fun to do and i love finding out things about people that i've known for years and you know um it's it's really great um but i want to talk about somebody who is a personal hero of mine who has been for a really long time and he's somebody that's that is universally loved now but he's i just I don't know if i've ever talked about him and maybe i've told this story before i i can't remember and i was like scouring things that i've done have i talked about it so if you've heard this before i'm sorry skip ahead i've got great guests coming up um but you know it's it's uh, inauguration day today and uh, you'll hear this hopefully next week so hopefully it'll be a week after inauguration day and god knows what kind of wild spinning all of fire will be dancing on that day. Um, but anyway, it's just, uh, yeah, rough day, raining, scary, uh, a lot going on. And I just was like, you know, I want to talk about somebody that I really admire right now. Um, and that's Alec Baldwin, who, uh, yeah, we all love Alec Baldwin. He's he's the greatest. He's he's a, he's a genius, on, uh, you know, in eight million different ways. But um for me, you know, uh, forever, uh, he was, you know, just this movie star that before before his resurgence, before I think like way before the 30 Rock, but like he did that movie, The Cooler, that he was so amazing in. And he sort of came back and it would like prove like, oh, he's this amazing actor. I mean, if you go back and see like Glenn Gary and the Ross and you're like, oh, he's legit. He's really good. But there was this long period where he was just this hot you know, guy. I remember who was in a movie called Miami Blues uh, and of course Beetlejuice and uh, I'm just going off the top of my head what else? I'm sure Major... Oh, Hunt for Red October? I think that was him. Anyway um, and uh, so when I was in college, this was around the time, I mean this would have been like late 90s um, he was kind of known then. I think the last movie he had done at that time or he was he had done a movie called The Marrying Man with Kim Basinger. Remember that, Jim? And um, so anyway, when I it was 97, uh, I was in college. Wake Forest had the Year of the Arts, which was uh, they they wanted to celebrate uh, art for the year. And they did all these great things. And I remember the opening convocation was uh, Beverly Sills, the opera singer, who gave this and it really incredible speech and said something that really um, has stayed with me for now 20 years when uh, she just said that, you know, if you're ever worried about art going away, that there'll always be a need for it from the beginning of time. She said something so eloquent that I'm going to botch and ruin like I love to do with things. But basically, it's like from the beginning of humanity, we've needed to have cave paintings and storytelling and we've needed this this thing. It's a necessity. It's not it's not frivolous. It's not something that we've just, you know, decided was, you know, um, this decadent little uh, dessert. It's it's vital. It's it's in us to create. It's in us to uh, need to consume uh, art. And she said there'll always be a need for it. It will take different forms. It will go through really rough patches and periods, but it will always be in us to need it and to do it, which I thought was so beautiful. And, and it's true. Um, but we had all of these special events lined up for the year and we were doing all kinds of things. We did a new play festival and all these things. But one of the greatest things that our theater department offered was they had connections with James Earl Jones and Alec Baldwin to give these master classes. Um, and for like, you know, a one day they would do like a, a you know, and you uh, actors from the theater department would do scenes in front of an audience, and then this, you know, this person, this teacher, this, you know, uh, would critique and give notes and feedback, and in front of an audience, and it'd be this great thing. So we all had to audition with scenes that we did, and then they picked. I think they picked like twenty scenes, and they were like either you know, and then you would pick out of a hat if you got picked to do one of the scenes, and then they drew it out of a hat, and either you got. James Earl Jones or Alec Baldwin. And 
Everybody wanted James Earl Jones because at the time it was he's this legend. He's James Earl Jones. He's done all these amazing things. We we had already even studied him in in theater class because of the Great White Hope, and he's the first African American uh, man to be on Broadway, I believe. I'm probably very wrong about that. That's probably Paul Robeson or something. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, he's a big deal. He's James Earl Jones, of course, and. Alec Baldwin, which was sort of like, you know, Chris Pratt, like, oh, cool, that guy. I mean, he's fine. He's good. He's great. Like, nothing against him, but I really want this master teacher. So I drew uh, my friend Heather Cowan and I were doing a scene from Baby with a Bathwater, because that's what you do when you are a, a, a funny weirdo that doesn't really get understood in college theater. You do Durang, um, because that's what everyone does. They all do Christopher Durang plays. So we did Baby with a Bathwater. Our scene got in the mix. We pulled out Alec Baldwin. And we were genuinely bummed because we were like, oh, man, what is he, this guy going to teach us? He's this the hot movie star. Okay. So we went and saw James Earl Jones's class first. He did that like, like a month or so before Alec Baldwin's class happened. And, and James Earl Jones was lovely and stately and wonderful and everything. You know, he had that incredible signature laugh and everything that was put up in front of him he was just ha 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 wonderful you are fantastic I look at you and I see the truth or whatever and it was you know, that's my brilliant James Earl Jones impression why don't I get cast doing that um he was one, he was great, but it was like your grandfather giving you a quarter and going, good luck out there in the world. And um, it was great, and it was a very perfectly lovely class. Um, and then a month later, the Alec Baldwin class started with us backstage, like rehearsing and everything, and we're sort of getting ready for it. I'm not really sure. This guy comes in and sits down in like sweatpants and a, and a gym bag, and it's like, hey guys, what's going on? It was Alec Baldwin, um, just hanging out with us before the class. Um, it was the first time I'd ever been around any movie star, like in that way where I was like hanging out with them. And, and it was like, oh, he's such a person and so like normal. And, and he had to make a phone call. He had to call Kim Basinger, he was married to at the time, and check in until he was there, like just any, you know. And class was so intense. He gave the most, it went on for, I remember it was several hours. And he got, and, he, and our scene was the first one that he picked. He wanted to see, he's like, I love Christopher Durang. I want to, I want to see this play. I want to see this scene. And he got up on stage with us, was hitting us with the scripts. I mean, in a very, in an incredible way. Like, and just like, what are you really saying there? He gave one of the best acting classes I've ever had in my life. And, I had no idea what I was prepared for. And he was tough and he was smart and he was funny and he and he was everything and he was so inspiring. And of course now you look back and you're like, yeah, he trained with David Mamet and he has this major theater background. I didn't know any of this about Alec Baldwin um at the time and he um then took every then excused the audience and said I want to just talk to the actors now. And basically just said to us I want you just to always, he's like, I, I've had a very lucky career. I've been very lucky and I've done a lot of shit. Um, and this is, of course, way before he had done stuff where, you know, he, where everyone like loves him for now. I mean, 30 Rock, The Departed, everything that he's, you know, so wonderful and now. And he was like, always do what challenges you always do the thing that you he's because now's the opportunity you're in, you're in school you're never going to get these opportunities to do really challenging work he's like you know when you're lucky as an actor you do crap for money and it was so great because i didn't go to a theater school i didn't go to a school that was that was at all talking about when you're out in the business doing this and none of us were even asking those questions we weren't thinking that way and yet he talked to us as if uh we were equals and he was giving really um really incredible uh you know career advice and the following year, instead of doing this like ridiculous farce, I listened to Alec Baldwin and I did a three hour long Carol Churchill play about the Romanian Revolution that I still don't understand. It's called Mad Forest and it was insane. And I had to speak Romanian and uh, people were dogs and vampires and it was incredible. And I was like, Alec Baldwin told me to do this because it was and he was right. I would never have the opportunity to do that to this day, 20 years later. Um, and. 
you know, I have run into him several times, you know, and, you know, not, he obviously doesn't remember me, but I have seen him and he's, he is full of passion and joy. He's like, he is one of the most un, un, um, unabashed, is that a word? I don't know. I think it's a word. I don't know if I said it right. He's, he doesn't make any excuses about being who he is. I mean, he gets in trouble. It's from being too passionate. He believes everything that comes out of his mouth. He's also so full of joy. And I've seen him at Saturday Night Live, and I know they love him there, and he's hosted a million times. But he loves comedians. He loves young voices. He wants to be a part of it. And now he is back on Saturday Night Live playing the man who is now our president fearlessly and and ruthlessly and poisonously funny and what a champion he is what a, what a, what a, what a what a beautiful thing that that's happening right now that we get him because this is somebody who really is fighting the good fight who could easily rest on his laurels and just be Alec Baldwin the movie star and instead he's he has work to do it feels like he's doing really challenging work right now um that's got to be hard for him on a, on a on a personal level um yet he doesn't give a shit. He's Alec Baldwin, and he's gonna he's gonna do what's right. And so, um, thanks, Alec. I think you're you're pretty pretty wonderful, and uh, we should all be like you. All right, let's just jump right in. Let's yeah. start Please. telling let's, stories. Let's that's how we do it. it. That's how we do it. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Steve Agee and Alec Mappa. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi, Drew. This is wonderful. You didn't tell me Steve Agee was here. I know. I yeah, know. I, well, I, I, I didn't know surprised. Drew was yeah. going to be here. We, I, didn't know, I didn't know anything was going to happen <laughs> I, today. I have a little crush on Steve Agee. You oh, do? Oh, that's so large. I enjoy that in a man. I like that. I am a bear. Like a man I can climb. So do we jump right into it? Jump right into it. Or just we talk about whatever we can. We can do a little, you know, foreplay chatter. We All want. Right. And then Here's we go the foreplay right chatter. Congratulations on your stellar run in New York. City. Oh, thank you. Honey. I, you thank know, you I, so I, much. I reposted on your behalf. And you were so sweet. Thank you for yeah. doing that. So you did, yeah, yeah, thank you. It was a, it was a dream. I'm one of that. the few people in Los Angeles who's genuinely happy for their friends when they do something oh my successful. <laughs> You're the one. Thank I'm you. The that's one. you. That's you really me. are. You know what? I've got to say, you yeah. always, you always are. Yeah. And even today, like you walked in and you saw Johnny Pemberton, and you're like, I love you know this, and you know, and you know Steve, and you're like. Like, you're like, you're very complimentary. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing on that. And this is this is an absolute kind of spiritual truth. Nobody does what you do. Do you That's know what I mean? Truth. It's like, you're I right. don't do what you do. And right. I have had um, auditions where the selections have been me, you, Drew, mm-hmm. uh, a Sam Pancake, yep. and Jack Plotnick. Yep. And, and, <laughs> and those are like all amazing people. And it's really going to be about who they want to work with on this yeah, one. Absolutely. It's not going to be about who's better at being Jack or who's better at being Sam. It's going right. to be about like, you know, so when I see people do something great, it's like, that's what way they do. Yeah, but if and, somebody starts going out and dressing up at me as me, then that's <laughs> fucked up. Then that's <laughs> when that strange oh. day happens, God, Steve, watch out! Yeah, I'm stop, glad I didn't stop dressing up like Alex. Sure yeah. <laughs> no, but like you and I, Steve, have been up for the th- same. We, we like we're all yeah. in this together. Mm-hmm. Like we go out for the same things, and you get to a certain point, you're like, it's not competition, right? It's uh-huh. not right, right because competition implies that somebody can work harder, and there's a number at the end of the day, and somebody right. wins, and it's not that at all. And it's like. Oh my God, we have to support each other and be happy for each other. And, and it's so much more fun when yeah. you can actually be happy for people. When you give over that right. thing where you're like, Oh my God, that's so great. Yeah. When you're not sitting there thinking, why am I not winning? That's why a really not... heavy thing to carry you know, around. It and is. it's going to block you. It's going to fuck you up. You know, and I, and, and <laughs> it's something you a stroke. that <laughs> when I get around people who are that way. And I went through a long period in my twenties where I've I went been that through way. that. Absolutely. And I was hanging out with people that only perpetuated that. Right. And I would call and vent and, you know, like, can you believe that so-and-so got right, blah, blah, blah. Right. I lived in that for for quite a while. <laughs> and it was horrible. Oh, and it's and easy to slip back yeah. into. And none of us were doing well. Right. Like, none of us were doing anything. Right. Because right. we were spending all of our time and energy bitching about people who were doing things. Right. Yeah. And when you're actually, you can be happy for people and you can, you know. Also, you know, it's a long slog. It's a long <laughs> journey into this thing. It's yeah. not just like, oh, there's one job and you got to fight all these other bitches out for this it's one a, job. It's a marathon. We do that. And so if you yeah. become that person that's always that, ugh, gross. It's going to hold you up. It will hold you up. It will hold you up. 
And um, no, and it's like, and you're right. We all we all do different things, and this industry is always tries to like, you know, group people together mm-hmm. in terms of like whether it's like character actors, yeah. comedy actors, gay characters, or whatever it yeah. is. But ultimately, you're right. It's it's going to come down to so many other things. It's going to come down to one person and making a decision in the room, going, "Oh, I think we need to do." X Y Z, right. and that's what it is. And, and we all work like, eventually. <laughs> exactly, we all yeah. get things. Things come, and you keep doing it, and then and then not, they go, and then they go, right. and then you and then you're back at it again. So you don't want to be like the one who you know screwed everyone over to get the thing you got. And How long have you been doing this now? This thing I have yes. been out here since '99. No, oh, this, this podcast. Oh, this since '99. Yeah. Since I've been, I've been uh, sitting here. Yes, I, yeah. eighteen years. Holy shit! Um, I have been doing this podcast since. Of this summer, last summer. Oh, okay. So the, and and I've and I've, it's been sporadic because of just schedules and everything. So I'm oh. just getting started. So this is, I think you guys are number thirteen. Oh, nice. Yeah, lucky thirteen. Lucky yeah. number thirteen, and it's uh, inauguration day. Oh my god, it's I know, and hopefully we'll be up uh, next week, and so we can. It won't be too far off. From All right. That. All right. But oh my god, I know, crazy, right? So who's tell who tells the story first? How does this go? I, either of you. Do you want to tell a story, Alec? <sighs> Okay, so I was in San Francisco for Christmas vacation Uh with my family. Um, I haven't been in three years uh, because my family all hates each other. Um, (laughs) I have siblings up there. I have three siblings, and none of them get along. They have very strong personalities, and um, my family's that type of family. We all behaved for my mother, and then when my mother died, everything fell apart. Wow. You know? Uh I would try to get everybody together at Christmas time, and I'd I'd cook a turkey, and then people wouldn't stop fighting. So I did that three- Now, where are you in the lineup? I'm third out of four. Okay. So I'm like the party clown in my family. That's how I was- That's how (laughs) I learned to be loved, right? I was like, everything's fine. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) I did Christmas three years in a row and then finally I was invited uh, after that to a Christmas party where people wanted to be together and people wanted yeah, to have uh-huh. fun so I was like fuck you guys you're fired I'm not doing this yeah. again and my family was literally like what are you doing why aren't you having Christmas that's I'm like, three years ago this was years and years, years ago. I was like were you there did yeah. you remember that right. you right. find out who the glue in your family is right. when they, yeah. right. when they yeah. died and you're like oh there's no more glue right. yeah, exactly so since then nobody's gotten together Mm-hmm. Wow! So my my siblings in San Francisco <clears throat> and my father now lives in San Francisco with his new wife because my mom died years ago. Um, they never see each other, and they only ever see each other when I come up. So finally, you know, I have a kid. I have a he's twelve years old, and I was like, let's go up and see my family. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, that was literally. It was kind of. You ever have one of those visits where it's like, I fucking have to see my family. Yeah. It's oh yeah. Duty, and, and they yeah. visit me all the all the time because I'm fun. Right. Right. I'm, sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and you're. I mean, did you like take them to fun? You know, fun yeah, stuff, you and know, then take them when you're like on a show. Do you take them to tapings? And, yeah. yeah. Tickets yeah. to a show. Yeah. Disneyland. The whole exactly. thing. I mean. LA is a great city to show off. You're it's giving like, me a yeah. panic attack. Right. <laughs> okay. All this okay. Shit. okay, wait for it. So, um, so they all hate each other. So I was literally racing all over the Bay Area to see one of them at a time, you know, because getting them Cause all together. Because they, they won't get won't together. Do it. Okay. So my brother's a big stoner, and um, I've been I've been having a marijuana renaissance. We were talking about mm-hmm. it before the show. Yeah, I have yeah, a yeah. vape oil that I really enjoy called Sativa. It's very mild, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like wrapping your head in gauze. It's kind of like stuff that <laughs> stuff that's normally agitating in real life. Mm-hmm. You find. Tolerable, yeah. like today inauguration. Right, like, I'm not right. stoned yet. But if I stone and I watch the inauguration, I'd be like, whatever. You know, right, right, right. right. The world's coming to an end. Yeah, the apocalypse is near. Oh, who cares? Right. So, um, <laughs> and that's a nice feeling. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> so my brother had edible marijuana, and it was a gummy. It was a gummy mm-hmm. form, and, uh-huh. it, and it was and it was in a quadrant. And they're they're beautifully packaged. It looked like candy that you would get a, at a Mexican bodega. You know, yeah. I said, "Oh, that's a strange looking candy. I'll give it a try." <clears throat> so you had, you had just a quarter of it. So there's it's it's you it's peel it, divided. You peel it open, and there's four gummies in there. Okay, <clears throat> sure. So I'm like, and it said sativa. So I was like. Sativa. That's my dream. I right. love it. <laughs> yeah. So right. should I take the whole thing? No, you know what? I've never taken this sativa before, so I'll just take a quarter. 
My husband and I get a babysitter and we have a date night out in the Castro, just the two of us. I sit down for a drink and I'm the most high I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Like I like yeah. I can see my house from space high. Oh like my god. <laughs> Sandra Bullock in gravity high. Yeah. And it's not enjoyable. No. I don't know if that's has that ever happened to you? Oh, oh, oh yeah, completely. Oh, yeah. It's like and, and Jamie's like, What the fuck is wrong with you? I said, I'm too high. I'm too high. I'm so high and I can't stop it. And I've been here before and I know I just gotta breathe through it. And he's like, Fucking breathe through it because we got a babysitter. This is our first time alone since we've been with your crazy family all week long. Right. Right. I want to have a goddamn drink. Right. That's my husband being sympathetic. Uh, <laughs> I love Chinese. So He's great. I'm like, I'm like, okay, let me, let me, let me step outside. I'm just gonna step outside and deep breaths, deep breath my way through this. Oh shit! <sighs> I know it all too well. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> my brother is babysitting my kid back at the hotel. Uh. Right. So I no no amount of deep breaths is helping. All of a sudden, every fearful thought I'm having is absolutely magnified. Oh, my God. You know, and it just mm-hmm. gets even worse. And all of a sudden, I'm living my entire existence on this planet in one day. <laughs> I'm, th- I'm thinking <sighs> about being 80 years old. I'm thinking about being infirmed. I'm thinking about <laughs> losing all uh, my money. Yeah. I'm thinking about being destitute. I'm thinking, and I can't stop it. I really <laughs> honestly can't stop. Cause, and, and then, this is what happens. I start getting panicky about breathing. Oh, yeah. Right. Because right. all of a sudden in my head, I'm like, what if I can't breathe? What if, <laughs> what if all of a sudden I stop breathing? And so now I'm, my, even my breath is fearful. It's not an involuntary function. No, yeah, right. something you have to make. Like yes, yeah. yes, exactly. So right. I, it's been like halfway through a beer. I'm not kidding. We've been gone for like 45 minutes. Oh no! And I'm like, we have to go back to the hotel. Oh, have, and he's like, I fucking hate you. So oh, he he downs the rest of his drink. We Uber back to the hotel. Um, my, my, it's a big it's a big hotel room. So my kids on the computer, so I could be living or dying. He won't give a shit. Uh-huh. He's playing Minecraft, right? He's really not in it at all. <laughs> I drag my brother to the bathroom. And he literally spends the next hour talking me down from the high. Oh, my God. And he explained it to me in such a brilliant way. He's like, you're in San Francisco. You grew up here. A lot of shitty stuff happened here. Yeah. You know? Oh, wow. You grew up here. We grew up really wealthy. Um, my father lost all his, his money when he was uh, when I was just starting high school. When I just wow. figured out what money was, all the money was gone. Our family kind of fell apart. My mother died in San Francisco. It was just kind of like every shitty thing that ever happened to me happened in uh-huh. San Francisco. And what it did was the pot just brought all of that up. Do you know <laughs> wow. what I mean? It was and like it's the holidays. So you just that and it's all, the yeah. holidays. Right. It's kind of like the fear damn broke. Uh-huh. It was and I'm living in San Francisco and I don't know if you've ever gone back to your childhood hometown but yeah, when oh, you're I, there I, I, can't. I have a hard time with it as well exactly yeah. but when you're there all of the stuff subconsciously of your upbringing comes up mm-hmm. sure so without even thinking that that's what happened that's what happened sure so I'm in the bathroom hotel bathroom with my brother and he's like listen to me all a second all that stuff that just happened to you historically in your life in the city it was just a movie it's just a movie. It's not real. Oh, that's so good. It's just a movie. It's not real. It's a movie that fucking freaked you out. It's a movie that was so scary that you thought you were going to die. And I was like, oh, my God, it's just a movie. Oh, it was just a movie. And all of a sudden I could. It was that there was that thing that where you cross over and it's like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. Right. That was my aha moment that all the shitty things that ever happened to you, you can choose to look at it. The way that you detach from it in an objective way is like, oh, that was a movie. And mm-hmm. if it was a scary movie that you that really freaked you out and you walked out with your friends, you'd be like, oh, my God, that was so scary. And then you'd laugh about it. Sure. You'd be like, oh, fuck, that was really. Th-. And right. he goes, and here's the thing. You were the star of that movie. <laughs> and I was like, and that's the thing that as an actor really yes, pushed me over. I was like, that ego part oh my like, God, stop. I was amazing in that movie. Oh, I went through I was so the tragic much. hero of that movie. I yeah, overcame yeah. so much. And so I was still high, but right. I wasn't terrified anymore. That's so good. And now wow. since then, since then, and I feel like honestly, I went to San Francisco to have that epiphany. 
Yeah. Because since then, I've I've come to realize that <laughs> consciousness and how we're experiencing life, because it'll be over, we'll be gone, mm-hmm. and our bodies will putrefy and turn into ash. But who knows, maybe our consciousness will go back to the universe, and maybe it's gone forever. But while it's happening, it's a movie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's kind of, you can choose to be freaked out by it or you can just go, okay, well, this is a scary part. I don't like this. Right. (laughs) Well, and and like, and the retelling of it as well is what really makes the movie. It's like you live through it so that you can tell it and pass it on and, and know, and like learn from it and go, okay, what was the next thing? And that's so, it's also a great way of looking at everything going, you know what? Cause, cause it's so easy to be just, constantly in fear especially with what's going on right now and and we can get in our heads about anything and everything Uh and when you know we're like i don't know if like nuclear codes are going to be tweeted at three in the morning by someone and maybe in charge of Uh all of us or if you know uh, or or just you you know some horrible person could walk in right now with a gun like there are these things that that happen a million things can happen like i'm flying into fort lauderdale tomorrow Wow. To Ugh. go on a gay cruise. So yeah. it's kind of like, <laughs> well, there you go. Can you imagine <laughs> if you had taken the remaining three quarters of that? Oh, I know. I know. I was like, I was thinking about that, too, because I was like, oh, it's sativa. Right. That yeah. can't hurt me. Well, that's me. the thing, because it's sativa and indica are the, just the two. I think it's edibles. I'm not and, good with edibles. And Well, and nope. it just depends on how many milligrams are in there as well, because right. uh, because the sativa is the upper, yes. and so it can be really good, yeah. but if it's too much, it makes you paranoid and, and freak out, and the yeah. indica is the big downer it's the big downer and so that's the one that you're gonna go oh you know but well, it's, uh, it also has so much is to do the with body high it's the one that relaxes you and puts you to sleep right sativa is the mental yes. it's the one that gets you fucked up in your head yeah right, right, but right, right. I'd never had that that experience where it was like too much where I was I had, <laughs> I had someone so unenjoyable yeah no it really is yeah. I had someone that I don't know as a, a friend brought over like a like a lemon like a poppy seed like pot muffin or right, thing right and it was from a dispensary and he was like and he goes it's kind of strong don't eat the whole thing yeah and I took a bite of it and it was disgusting because it just tasted like pure pot. pot. Yeah. And I love pot and I yeah. love the taste of it, but it was okay. so much. I was like, I don't like this. You and love so, the taste of pot? Well, yeah, the smoke. Yeah, I actually do. Um, yeah, I real do. Um, but uh, I real do. That's what I, I just said. Real I real do. do. I'm so high right now. No, um, but it was just this really just strong. And I was like, oh, that's too much. Right. So I took one bite of it and threw the rest of it away because mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't even. I was so high for like eight hours or for something. For that one bite. For the from whole day. Yes, from one yeah. bite. And I smoke pot, you know, fairly regularly. Yeah. And so like, I'm, you think you got to be used to it, but then edible can really take you down in a way that I was sweating so badly. I was so in my head. I was like, everyone hates you. I had to, I had nothing to do all day. Right. Was, that was the day that I was like, I can just like get a little high and maybe I'll walk over to a movie and yeah. for the day off, like yeah. nothing really pressing to do. And of course, all these things started coming in. Like I had phone calls were coming in. I couldn't answer them. I had emails. It was right. so horrible. I had to go to a picnic later that <laughs> night and I had to call in and call a friend and say, I'm I too high. Go. I can't I'm leave the house. High. And of course, my friend's laughing and going, I'll come pick you up. I go, I can't be the around people right now. Right. I know a picnic yeah. I couldn't do. But when you're in that hours space, later. that fearful space, it's like I could be in a oh, disfiguring car accident it. on the way there. I know. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it's like well, the, cra- the thing about like certain drugs and like with like booze or or with like cocaine or those are the two that I know the most about because uh-huh. a lot of drugs I don't you know have never really that much experience yeah. with you think you're great and you're being a maniac yeah you know like you know and you think oh I'm doing great this is the best right. ever pot's the opposite you're like I think I'm the worst person ever. And yeah. everyone's looking at you going, you're yeah. fine. You're like you're fine. not doing anything you're fine. wrong. You're not acting. You know, you yeah. might act a little weird to the people that know you. And they're, yeah. you know, you, we can tell now when people kind of walk up and you're like, right. oh, they're high. Whatever. Right. Who cares? But like it in your but mind. But I never had, I never had an unhappy high when I was in high school. Wow. Like high school, I remember the first day of high school, somebody called me a faggot and I was like, I'm not going to last four years of this. You know, <laughs> I, I was young enough for that to hurt. Day you know right, what I right, mean? Right, right. It's sure, like now sure. if somebody says faggot, I'm like, hey girl, what's Thank up? Thank you. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, and so the next day, somebody at lunch offered me a joint and this is San Francisco high school and I smoked and then somebody called me a faggot and I literally laughed. Somebody and, called yeah. you a faggot in San Francisco? In oh, San Francisco. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. what but, a dickhead. But, uh, no. but, I, like I smoked pot all through high school. I didn't give a shit about 
anything. Yeah. Wow. I'm so yeah. happy. But now something strange, like if the chemistry wrong, I, I'll have a bad high. Yeah. And edibles too. Like this, it has so much to do with what you've eaten and right. mentally. Like you know, I didn't even think about when until you know your brother reminded you that you're in San Francisco and you have a lot right. of emotional stuff attached yeah. to it. And it's not real. Like the, the, the minute I heard that, it's not real. Right. Your thoughts are just thoughts. They're not real. Yes. It's just it just put on a different movie. Just kind yeah. of like yeah, yeah, when yeah. I thought of it in those terms, it, it was a big game changer for me. Yeah. When so, I, when I was uh, twenty eight. I think I was 20, 27 or 28. I was at the Groundlings. I was taking classes uh-huh. at the Groundlings. I had a year between Writer's Lab and Advance class. Uh-huh. So my girlfriend Lori and I at the time moved to Oregon just for a year. We're okay. like, we'll just wait in Oregon. And so we were up there. Isn't that crazy how much of our lives we devoted to the Groundlings. Like, we five plan years. your life around that. But yeah, anyway. So yeah. for Thanksgiving that year while we were up there, I was working just a minimum wage job so i couldn't afford to fly home for thanksgiving and we had a friend tony who was like everyone in town we were in ashland oregon the small shakespeare festival town our friend tony worked at this coffee shop everyone in town knew him this long-haired hippie and everyone was uh would go to his house for thanksgiving who didn't have anywhere to go and so uh Lori went to some friends who lived in Sacramento for the day. And uh, I was like, I guess I'll go to your house. And so we spent the day drinking while we were waiting for the turkey to cook. And it was taking a long time. And so we were all on empty stomachs, drinking, uh-huh. playing pool in his garage. And at one point, it was like one or two in the afternoon. We'd just been drinking all day. I was fucked up. And I just wanted food. And I get up. We're playing pool in his garage. I get up to go to the bathroom. So I go into the house. I'm walking past the kitchen. I'm the only one in the room. And I see a platter of cookies. <laughs> oh, my God. On the table. Like, I mean, a mountain <clears throat> yeah, of cookies. Yeah. And I was like, that's a lot of cookies. No <laughs> one is going to notice yeah, yeah. a few missing. Yeah. Right. So I shovel like six cookies into my mouth. Oh, my God. Eat them. I go back in the, I go to the oh, bathroom. Fuck. I go oh, back fuck. into, yeah, exactly. Oh, I go no. back into the garage. About half an hour later, Tony goes, Oh, hey, you guys, I, uh, last night Emily and I made pot cookies oh, my God. for oh, my God. a dessert. How big were they? Were they like this? Big? They were like, like a... they were smallish okay, cookies. All right. And, uh, I go, You made pot cookies? Oh, he goes, Yeah, I go, fuck. Are they on a, are they on a tray on the on the table? He goes, yeah. I, I go, dude. I just ate like six of those, and uh, one of the girls in the garage starts laughing like to tears. And I go, what the fuck is so funny? She goes, I had half of one of those cookies like two hours ago, and, and so I am high. high out of my mind. Oh shit! Oh, and I fuck. start panicking. Oh my god! And then. Cut to like. Did you make yourself throw up? Or? No, because I have a fear of throwing up. Oh, That's another thing. Really? I haven't, oh, I haven't wow. thrown up in almost thirty years. Wow, I wow. love throwing up. Wow, I do oh. too. When I'm in that <laughs> place, I, wish I, I love it. I yeah. wish I could. But uh, so, cut to like a couple hours later. I'm sitting in their living room, and I have lost all motor function skill. Like, I can think crystal clear. I can't talk oh, or wow. move, and I'm sitting oh. on the couch like a statue and dinner is finally ready and everyone gets up and they're eating and I still can't move. I'm just sitting on the couch and his girlfriend comes up to me and she's talking to me like I'm a little kid. She's like, Steve, would you like me to bring you a tray of food? And it just took everything to just nod. Yes. <laughs> and she brings over a, like a, a TV dinner tray with all this turkey and mashed potatoes, and it smelled so fucking good. Uh, and she puts it on my lap, and I can't work my hands. I can't work my hands to get the food in my mouth. So I just sit there, and I start crying. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And they're like, Steve, are you okay? And I can't talk. I've never been that high before or since. I've been dosed on acid. I've had... <laughs> trips that were nowhere near as bad as this. At one point, 
and it and it lasts forever. forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it was ever. like also time slows down, so you think yeah. it's even longer than it is. And you can't even just close yeah. your you're, you're no. thinking my husband's like, just close your eyes and oh, lie down. No, and I'm no. like, you can't even you do, can't that. do that. You can't and yeah. not do that. I like I just had to leave and and I go, I get I managed to get up. Enough time's gone by that I can start moving and I get up. Tony's like, Where are you going? And I I just had to lie to get out of there. I was like I got to call my parents to wish them a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> and he goes, well, you gotta, you're coming back. He's like, you want to use our phone? I'm like, no. Uh, and I get in my van. I drove a van at the time. You, you drove? You, can, you, oh. can't, you can't feed you yourself, but you can yeah, drive exactly. a car. He lives on a hill, like San Francisco <laughs> steep. I'm in the van. Oh, and it, shit. It feels like the back of the van is going to flip over the front. <laughs> I only live like four blocks. Blocks away, so I make it home. I turn on every light in the apartment. I go into my bedroom and I turn on the TV and I just huddle in the corner, watching, trying to focus on the TV. Next thing I know, it's like four in the morning. My girlfriend has finally come home, and she walks in. Every light is on. The TV's blaring. I have luckily passed out. I'm asleep, and she shakes me awake. She's like, what the fuck is, why are, why is the TV on? Why are all the lights on? And I opened my eyes and the first thing I thought was, I'm still just as high. It had been, I was still just as high and I started crying again. It was, I've never been that high in my life. Oh my God. Six cookies. How long did it take a day? Cause I was, even the next day, I was still high the next day. I was still high the next day. Yeah, yeah, It'll do it. It'll do it. It will stay in you forever. That's why I like booze. It gets in you. Booze, you can, I know when to stop. You know right, I mean? yeah, no, I, you I can feel it wear off. Yeah. 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 And also with booze, you start to feel like, oh, I'm getting a little drunk. I should stop, yeah. like or or whatever. Yeah. Like you I'm can... good. At, I'm good at knowing when to stop drinking. And no matter how much you drink, yeah. like right. in in 24 hours, it's done. Hot takes it's forever to yeah. when you eat it. Hit. It takes like an hour before you start feeling anything. Are right, kids right. still doing the coke? Yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty popular. I had a friend who doesn't live in LA anymore. He always used to have parties in the '90s and always had coke. So I only ever did it with him. I never mm -hmm. bought it on my own because mm -hmm. I'm cheap, mm -hmm. and because and I knew rich people who always had it. Yeah, people kind of always. Had yeah, it. and they're, they're, I kind of enjoyed it while it was yeah. there. But I was really cognizant while I was doing it that this is an evil drug. Yeah, because I, I've seen it end so badly for so many different uh, people. Oh, it's, it's yeah. terrible, and it's the worst. Th it's the stupidest thing, and it's. With me, I'm very. I just. I'm just lucky that my chemistry is is such that I do very little when I when I have done it, and I can do very little and be like, I'm good for the night. Whereas I see people next to me that are like, Oh, I need more. I need more. I need more. Because when you have it, then you do. You don't save coke for a rainy day. You no. have, You do whatever you have. You do whatever you know. Yeah. yeah. And I've only for, done. I am like one of the twice. rare people that have done it, and I'm good. After I do a little bit, I go, I'm good on that. I have a insane fear of ODing. <laughs> on it, and also but I'll the, still do it. Like it makes no sense. But I hear not the coke nowadays scary, yeah. is cut with so many different it, things that's that the thing. it's you have not no really idea great it's really anymore. Great, you know, and you don't really know. I mean, I have done it before, and I'm like, this is amazing. This must be what the real stuff is. And then right. other times you're like, oh, this just feels really. Sometimes it can just make you really cranky and and cracky feeling, and you're right. just kind of like, Drew oh, Drogi, the, the cranky cokehead. <laughs> <laughs> the limited use cranky guy. Everyone but, out. Uh, uh, you guys, we're done. Um, I did like the glamour of it, because yeah. there's something really glamorous yeah. about like cutting that line yeah. and shaping it and, yeah. and snorting I get all of it, it, and I also just... I. I do enjoy the sensation of this, the the way it feels, like the the actual physical, the initial like, thing, snorting it in the drip. And it doesn't I really last enjoy. that long. It doesn't last long. That's the other thing too. In yeah. 30, 45 minutes, you're done. Yeah. But the problem with it is that most people want more. Uh huh. And I'm just somebody. I immediately. It's rare that I go back for more because I usually. What it usually does for me, it's like with coffee. Right. Whereas if I have too much coffee, I crash and I and I have to take a nap. Right. So I I have I have like two <laughs> cups of coffee a day, and if I have a third Third cup of coffee. I need it. Uh, who the fuck are you? I, I have this weird, grandpa dream. I know, I'm like too much coffee. Cranky on coke, and I get tired <laughs> on coffee. I'm taking I'm my a lot coffee of fun. nap. Come join my party. So you snorted coke in your play. I did a lot. So of what coke were you doing? I, uh, Milk? I uh, no. There's this stuff called inositol that my set designer Dara Wishingrad. Uh, what a great it's, name. I know, isn't it a great name? Yeah. Dara Wishingrad. Um, she's amazing, and she did the whole set, and she's uh. she. It's a vitamin B. Uh, 
and it looks just like cocaine. All and right. It, and it, and it, I mean, and it works the same. And you can snort it, and it's totally healthy. It's actually a liver detox. Right. And um, you're in great shape after you. Uh, you're in great shape. So you would do a you show do and then get take the, a huge shit as right yeah, the You sure do. Um, but you also uh, get a. Um, you get the drip, you get the whole sensation. So for uh-huh. me as an actor, it was very easy to sort of have that going on for me because it was as if I was really doing. Did it, it give you a, a little boost? Did you? No, have a not really. It, B it definitely like gives you like a it, you know it um it like can open things up for a little right. bit. But it definitely when you snort it, you're like this is not drugs for mm. any you know. Um, My son and, has time released Adderall. In oh really? Oh, time and uh, for his ADHD, but it literally says on the prescription methamphetamine. Amphetamine. Really? Yeah. It's, wow. it's speed. It's yeah. Upper. yeah. Well, you know, the uh, the one time I did Adderall, I hated it so much. It was so much what worse happened? for me than cocaine. What happened? Did you um, snort it? I think it? I've told this on the here before, but there was I a time. I fucked all night. <laughs> oh, I, oh, no, it I hated it. I was so nervous. I was, uh, you know, um, yeah, I, th- I think I've told this on here before, but I was, I was completely, I was, oh my God, I was, I was. Out of control. Uh, I you were, hated it. You were it. a ball of fear. You were like, I've never afraid. tried. No, it. I was just I, the whole time. I was just like, I couldn't relax, and I was in a. Oh, I was talking about cranky. Speed's not relaxing. No, 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 it's not. I got enough going on in Speed's my head that worst. I don't need this. Dayquil yeah. makes me manicky. Yeah. I can't take it. There's something. Yeah, I'm afraid to take aspirin. I'm like, Ugh, no. oh really? I yeah. did everything in high school, and yeah. I did yeah. everything like. I, I had this theory where I should try everything once. Right. I don't want to mm-hmm. judge everyone. I unless, think so. Yeah. So I tried Coke like twice yeah. and Ecstasy once. and uh, Ecstasy, I think, is kind of overrated. It's okay. Yeah. It, it, it made it's, me really depressed afterwards. It really call, it's really I, bad I call for it, me after. I call it Mextasy because it's like, meh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like I, that's oh, okay. I was I, crying it, for it like three days. It makes me really. really? I, the very first time I did it, I, it, was, it was incredible. And I was like, oh, yeah. I get what this is. And then it was never that good. And I saw like, and I had a lot. Of, this is when I first moved out here, and a lot of people were doing it like every weekend. And I was like, this is long term not good. And I was having a hard time getting happy naturally. I was like, this is not good for me. I, I the the, and it felt like a thirty day hangover in a, in a way. Emotionally, you had a thirty yeah. day gloomy Tuesday. Yeah, you just would have, you would just be like, it's really hard to find anything to so be excited off, about. Yeah. And I was like, this isn't worth it. Did I you ask it? Once I've done yeah, acid once, once when I was in Kentucky. I got dosed too. Oh, you were dosed. Oh, that's horrible. what does that mean? It was too Still, much? no. Someone gave it to me without me knowing it. Oh, oh that's, that's not nice. Yeah. Um, what was that? Was Still it? not as bad as the fucking six <laughs> as the six cookies. But was it like was that supposed to be like a prank? Like let's see what happens. No, it was at. <clears throat> this sounds so cliche, but it was at a Grateful Dead concert. All right. oh, I wow. don't like the Grateful Dead. I okay. love the Grateful Dead. You do? I talked to that was my very first episode. I talked about like I was revealing that I bet nobody knew that I loved the Grateful Dead. Wow, because it makes is, no sense. This, if no. You know me this at is all. the first I've heard of it. Yeah. Anyway, but I, I, I mean, I don't really listen to that much anymore. But I was obsessed in high school. I had a friend who was like I have a free ticket you want to go I was like yep we went and we went early because it's a huge like the parking lot is just this fair like atmosphere Mm -hmm. and people partying right so I would someone offered me a joint I would take a hit or a drink so it could have happened at any time Mm -hmm. but we were watching the show and like part way into the show I was like the speakers look like when you look at cement and heat is coming off uh-huh. the yeah, cement. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow, I thought it was an effect coming out of the speaker. Uh-huh. And I was, I was like, turned to my friend who didn't get dosed. I go, do they do this at all their shows? And he didn't know what I was talking about. He's like, yeah, this is a normal show. And I was, uh-huh. like, I was like, wow, I kind of get it. And uh, <laughs> no, no wonder and people like the Grateful Dead. Look at those speakers. Then it started turning into smoke. And I'm like, fuck, dude, the speakers are on fire. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, look at all that smoke. And he was like, oh, fuck. He goes, dude, I think you've been dosed with acid. <laughs> and the second he said that, it was like someone flipped a switch in my brain. And it just became a nightmare of like hallucinations it wasn't enjoyable no well I don't think it's ever enjoyable when you're dosed from what I gather because you have to know so much of acid is knowing going into it knowing what's what and and having somebody to walk guide yeah because I had an amazing experience on it yes kind of I mean it's I had somebody uh, I did it with a big group of people when I was in Kentucky and I'm doing summer stock theater and we had a night that like 50 people were doing yeah Kentucky summer stock that's where you really do 
Kentucky drugs. Kentucky Summerstock Acid Story. Theater in Kentucky. Do drugs in Kentucky. Um, I was just in Kentucky. You were? Where? All over. I, I, my girlfriend lives in Cincinnati, and we, oh, we yeah, went we were very to close visit to Cincinnati. the Ark Experience. What is that? It's the Creationist Museum. Well, oh. sort of. It's yeah, connected the, with the that. The guy built an Ark. They built, according to specs from the Bible, a replica <laughs> of Noah's Ark, and it is massive. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are, are there dinosaurs wow. on them? They say there were dinosaurs on the ark, yeah. and they justify it by saying, look, we know it would be ridiculous for giant dinosaurs to be on this ark. The way they did it was they used babies. Baby dinosaurs. They had baby oh, dinosaurs on that's the adorable. Dinosaurs. I believe them now. Um, you know, you have to have somebody with you when you're doing acid to mm-hmm. say, this is normal. Your hand is is, is fine. Right. Or whatever, because everything looks weird. Yeah. Things are breathing. The walls breathe. You know, all that stuff. And yeah. it's different I, for everybody. I saw water in the walls. Like, I've, yeah. it's like that, you know, do you ever see the back of the, what's the sparklets water guy? Yep, yep, Where yep, you yep, just, oh, like, yeah, you yeah. brush your hat. Shimmering. And it's so, I would brush my hand against the wall and it would ripple. Yep. Like, that's yep. what I remember yeah. from being on acid. But I just took it once and I was like, okay, I did this. I don't need to do it again. I loved it. And I'm, I, it's, it's just not around. I don't yeah. see them anymore. I, I, I had a really bad experience on mushrooms. I've never done mushrooms ever, but then I did them recently. I mean, or recently, like maybe I, I did them three or four times. I haven't done them in probably two years. But do you, did you throw up? I loved them the last couple times I've done them because you just do very little. But they're they way more natural and a little they bit. Can, yeah. They can, but they're way better than acid because they're just the way more. I mean, if you don't, it do too feels many. more organic. It is more organic. It is, but yeah. I, I used to do them like once a year, like around New Year's Eve, and uh huh. What would happen? I hadn't done them in a few years. I don't. I don't hallucinate on mushrooms. I everything's a little. Brighter colors are a little uh-huh. brighter, but yeah. I, I laugh. You like, can function. I laughed so hard. I thought I was going to talk about you forget to breathe. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. I was going to die because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah. I was it's, like, you're going to have to take a break from laughing to breathe because you're choking on your own mind. <laughs> Everything yeah. was so funny. Funny as shit. Because I was your life. with one time in particular, I was with a bunch of UCB people and we were on a, we were, I think it was a New Year's trip. We were in Joshua Tree. That's a funny group. And we were, oh Jesus, we were laughing so hard at the dumbest things that would not even be fun. But these people were making. <laughs> You'd look so at that water bottle and go, look how little this shit is. <laughs> exactly. And laugh for that would make you laugh. It's exactly that. And it would and you would keep going and then you're like, why am I laughing at that? That's so dumb. But then you look at it again, and you're like, it is a really little bottle of water. Oh my god, how can the f- water even fit in there? How do they get the water in there? And I have a photo I'll show you of me on, you on mushrooms we in Joshua Tree. I want to oh, see. Oh yes. No, but one of, I remember one of the things that made us laugh so hard was that we were at a rental house and they had not one but two VHS copies of Jurassic Park and that made us laugh so hard because <laughs> we're like just great. in case one of them <laughs> runs like my spare you know, is that you, have a, you have a backup copy and it made us laugh for hours like that was all it took my spare VHS tape <laughs> Jurassic Park and then we put it on to watch it and we were we couldn't get the 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 volume but we had sound so we were watching it without volume and we were laughing at Jurassic Park like it was the greatest comedy of all time and that was off of Mushrooms yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Have I you mean, ever done was, ayahuasca? No, I'm I haven't. Scared to do I, ayahuasca. I'm scared I would, to do that. I would like to because everyone says it's just this incredible, like, you know, spiritual. Experience. I feel like San Francisco is my ayahuasca experience because I was just, yeah. I was like so yeah. wigged out in a major way. Like, I haven't been really fucked up on drugs yeah. in, a, in a while. Like it's it's been a long time since I've been like, oh my god, I'm so the great. I mean, it's like it's really great when you're just too busy to, and you're just like, I can't right. do it, and you take it. Oh my see. god, this is me having a conniption at how tiny the Coke can was. I am oh on my god, mushrooms. That is, that is an amazing picture. That's that like is. I think that should be their national that, endorsement. <laughs> that should be on a billboard. That's Joshua that's the Tree. Greatest. That's so that good. That might have been one of my first times doing it. Yeah, that's so good. Steve, do you have a story? Well, Aside I was going to... I mean, you, were, you, you told I was a great gonna, one. Already. I've told... Or just I've a, told... I, on, I've been on so many podcasts, and so I always tell well, the crazier story. Well, and that's why I, I did this one, because I was like, so I was, something you never talk about before. I was like, oh, I was going to tell the story about waking up this morning and... Yeah. Being a little depressed because it's inauguration day and uh-huh, it was absolutely. raining and I was like, I'm just going to get coffee. And I walked outside and everything just felt a little off. And uh-huh. I, I got in my car and I get on the freeway and I'm like, something's not right. I was, It was raining, but I was like, everything looks weird. 
and I realized I fucking just forgot to put my glasses on. <laughs> oh my god! And oh my I'm god! I'm 47. I've never done that before in my life. I've never left the house. Are, are you a really nearsighted? Or are you? I'm. I'm both. I'm near and farsighted. Uh, wow. And I really need my glasses. And I was just. I was like, fucking everything is off. Is this because of Trump? And then I look in the rear view mirror and I'm like, I look, we- oh, I'm not wearing my fucking glasses. Oh my God. I've never done that. How weird is that? Like you had some sort of, you had just some sort of out of body, like I, you know. I just got to get out of the apartment. I just right. rushed out of the apartment. Right. Whoa. And I'm also That's afraid so nice. of going insane. Like I'm afraid of getting Alzheimer's. So like when shit like this happens, it really gives oh, me a panic. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I'm like, is this? The Do you first have a history time? of it in your family? No, no, no. But I but, agree with you. I think it would be the it would be the worst thing in the world to have. I really I've, do think it'd be worse than than having like. I've gone cancer. to bed. There was a time like a year ago. I went to bed at night. I woke up at like four in the morning, and it was freezing in my apartment. Yeah, and I could feel a breeze. And I open my eyes and I look over. My fucking front door is open. I'm in a uh, studio uh, apartment. Uh, uh, my uh, front uh, door is open. And I'm like, why? Why is my door open? The keys are still in the door. I've done that. Like, I oh, just. Yeah, I've done yeah. that too. I just left. Yeah. 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 Have you done that thing where you walk into a room and you're like, why the fuck am I here? Yeah. All the time. Yeah, that why am I in the kitchen? No. Am I hungry? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do the Times crossword puzzle on Sunday. Yeah, it helps that's your brain. supposed to be the preventative. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It really, it's like a, it's a workout for your brain. It, 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 it's supposed to help help make your synapses healthier. Have either of you done <laughs> those like w- those mental doodle thing, like once mm-hmm. a day, like mind game thing? Those, those are all supposed to be really. That's good. my Sunday puzzle. Oh, okay. It takes me a couple yeah. of hours to do, but I can complete it. Yeah, there yeah. was an app I had. I don't remember uh-huh. the name. That it was like weird games and like brain teasers. Yeah, but it's the way of all flesh. I'm it fi- is. I'm fifty two. Mm-hmm. You said you're 47. Yep. And when I turned 50, my um, therapist, who's a much older man, got really excited because he's like, the 50s are great. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm not and? happy about turning 50. Because I turned 50 and I really wasn't happy about it. No. But now that I'm heading towards 52, I get it. The 50s are a big reset. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you, you, ha- you. He goes, you're a really young old person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not an old young you're not a young person anymore you're just a really young old person and you've had enough life experience to kind of know what you really want you've yeah. hopefully had enough life experience where you don't delude yourself anymore into into do, making the choices that you made previously because it's like well I know where that leads to yeah, absolutely. so like now personally I feel like I feel like I did when I was 30 about like what's next like I do feel a, a lot more optimistic My 40s have been rough. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm like, because I mean, I think it's that way for everyone is you mentally, you don't feel, you forget a little bit more. Yeah. How old do you feel right now? Like what age do you feel? I still feel like I did when I was in like my 20s or whatever. Like I don't feel any different. Right. Um, I mean, because I work in a business where it's doesn't encourage you to grow up. Yeah. It's a fairly young business. It's a lot of. The people I work with are younger, so it, I don't feel any older. Mm-hmm. But just saying, I'm fucking forty-seven. When the right. fuck did that happen? Right. I did a show last night with Maya Rudolph, uh-huh. and who I've, I was love. in in oh class my God. at the. Oh my god! I saw you and Maya in the trash show. Oh, I saw that sketch. The the where she's in the wheelchair. Yeah, it's one of the greatest things I've ever. I still seen have that in my on life. video. Tape. You do? Yeah, I'm so that afraid. Show of what happened? One of the greatest things. Oh my God, I'm sorry to hijack your story, but you just no. said that. I was like, oh my God, I remember seeing the two of you guys in this together. The trash show, the Growlings, the Growlings does it once a year. Mm-hmm. It's a benefit show. It's a benefit show. And it's like the Growlings are. Oh, is it like the Beverly Winwood showcase? Because I've seen that of, a bunch of times. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's darker. The Growling, it's like they have, they hold themselves to this bar. They rarely go super blue, super mm-hmm. dirty, super edgy. So they they discur- they once a year, it. they do the trash show. It's at midnight and it's the gr- grossest. Vilest. That's the nastiest. aesthetic of the groundlings. Like that's it, something can be too like like they're no, like that's an, they, they'll I say that's an easy uh, yeah they'll be like that's a low joke. percentage low choice fruit exactly yes. okay I get so it. they you know it's like they'll definitely the Sunday company they'll allow things to be a little bit edgier but the main show uh, to the point you know because they have to 
you know they gotta make money they have to make money but they also yeah. run the show for like four months yeah. and so it's like is this gonna be worth it to run in a show yeah. do you are you gonna want to do this for four right. months yeah. right. whereas in one night so they yeah. put up the grossest things you can think of and it's these brilliant <laughs> comedic minds they they scour the audience for anyone taking I didn't think they were allowed to, to videotape it because oh, because yeah. they have people you know that come back and like famous alums and they go uh, on there and they just do yeah. the sickest shit you've seen I mean there's so many I mean just like necrophilia and yeah. just like yeah. so much cum nudity. flying around nudity and yeah, everything it's my kind of show it's so much fun yeah. but you and Maya's is maybe the maybe the smartest sickest worst thing ever Maya is it, the sketch starts, the lights come up, and I'm on the phone with a friend, and I go, I have to go. Uh, my blind date's going to be here any second now. And then I hang up, the doorbell rings, I open it, and I go, oh, uh, my blind date's going to be here. We're going. I'm going to take her to Runyon Canyon. Go, I, so the doorbell rings, I open it, and it's Maya, and she's in a wheelchair. And by the way, we planned this where oh my God, she's in legs, a dress. Legs. She's in a dress, so she's sitting on her legs in the chair. Like, okay. she's sitting on her feet. Okay. And we made little tiny legs that hang down oh. in these stockings, which by the time we did the show had stretched so long her feet were dragging on the ground and also there was a few moments where people didn't know if they were supposed to laugh so it would be really quiet and she would wheel in and it was super squeaky like the only sound in the room was just and then you said something like you said oh, I am so mean to you're her you're so I'm mean like, or you're like I got a goddamn cripple oh like no. you're immediately yeah. mean to her yeah. I'm like a cripple I'm like what the fuck <laughs> it's, it's theater of cruelty and oh, then it just yeah. it goes she she reveals that she's a virgin and then all of a sudden I'm oh. like oh yeah exactly and I try and fuck her I pull my pants down and try and I pull my dick out and I'm, yeah, I can't and, get a hard on. Yeah, and and then you like go down on her and you keep coming back up with more different things on your face. Yeah, I go down on her and oh, I come is. up with pudding, like tapioca, because <laughs> she has a yeast infection. I mean, it's literally like the. F- it, it's, it's so gross. It's so like how many things can you think and of? And that's below the bar for the ground. Like yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's below oh, the bar. Wow. For yeah, but oh my god, I'll never forget that. I'm sorry, but anyway. No, but any saying, yeah, I, no, it was her. just that I I saw my life. I've known her it's been 20 years now yeah, and yeah and we i have i'll show you a photo i have a photo of maya and i i showed her this last night of us our friend demorge brown took this oh, photo demorge uh 20 years ago what was the show you did that together last night she has a prince cover band oh princess, called princess. they're so great and um, have you ever seen that, Alec? Or uh-uh. heard about that? Maya uh-uh. and this woman gretchen oh gretchen Liberum. gretchen Liberum. oh my god look at you two Amazing. Wow. This is us on stage 20, 20 years, years ago. ago. We're Look both, and we were, I showed it to her and we were both kind of depressed. We're like, fuck, you can see our necks. Oh. I was like, look at my jaw. You're go, like Chris Pratt in this I had picture. a fuck, oh, I was like maybe 220 pounds there. Wow. You must have gotten laid a lot. I did okay in <laughs> yeah, my 20s. I bet. In my 20s. And then I took writing jobs and started just sitting and eating at my desk <laughs> for 12 hours a day. But, it's, but also, like... We, and you your metabolism like, changes yeah, when you, know, you hit 30. absolutely changes. But you also, you're like, we didn't know shit then. It's like, the no. thing, and it's true. It's like youth is wasted on the young. It's so true because you're just like, you just, you have no idea. First of all, when you looked like that, you had no idea you looked like that. You're right. like, you look back and go, oh my God, I was so hot or I was, I was so good or I was healthy. <laughs> and at the time you're like, I don't feel that way or yeah. I didn't, you know, or at least that's what, you know, uh, and you, you're, you know, broke and nervous. Oh, so and, broke. You know, at that point, you're so like, broke nobody's ever. hiring me to do anything. Am I even talented? How long am I going to be doing this? I hadn't even, ha- I'd never you know? had an acting job. And at that yeah, point. like that's yeah. the thing, you know, like all of that stuff that we forget. I mean, I was just talking about earlier about, and I want to tell the story one day about waiting tables, uh, you know, with, with heroin addicts in my 20s. And it was like, you know, that's the that's the stuff now that you're like, yeah, it, you know. But that's what they're for. That's what I mean, they're for. Nobody's nobody's together in their twenties. Everybody's no. a fucking oh, car. You're no. a bumper car. I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't think I would ever want to go back to my twenties. No, you're so no. much yeah. drama. Yeah, so much drama. relationships yeah. are and, a and disaster. A disaster. You're making and horrible choices. Yes, they're and the all based you on your fucked up with. movies in your head. You right. know, it's just yeah. 
and and just I just think about like the people I was with and, and where we all were, <laughs> yes. you know, and you just didn't have really this, you know, now you think like I have such a better judge of character. Mm-hmm. I don't have any friends that are mean to me. I used to have friends that were just uh, fucking yeah. mean. Yeah. I had you boyfriends know? who were mean to and, me. Yeah. yeah. Same here. <laughs> I was infatuated uh, plenty with every. Uh, oh, God. If you were if if you gave me a little bit of attention and a lot of it was negative, I was yeah. way into that. Yeah. In my 20, you know, and, uh, you know, you just that's the kind of stuff that and I see I have a lot of friends in their 20s and because um, I'm very very cool. Um, but they, I see that happening and a lot of it, you just kind of have to go. You see a lot of unnecessary drama unnecessary. in their 20s. I have, I have friends in their 20s as mm-hmm. well. I don't uh, hang out yeah, with them a lot. But I saw one of them like totally bent out of shape and he was so upset. And I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? He says, I have to go to this party. It's all the way in Culver City. And I said, uh, and I said, don't go. And he, I say, he goes, I said I was going. I said, who gives a who shit? Who gives a shit? And he's going, but it, my friend will be upset. I said, if your friendship is so fragile uh-huh. that if you don't go to a fucking party in Culver City for one fucking night, then that friendship isn't worth having. Right, and you yeah. should you should absolutely not go to that party. I mean, like, why would you keep this thing going? But I was like, don't go. How about that? Let's exhaust that possibility. And it couldn't. It didn't even occur to him that right. he could just go. You know right. what? I'm not going. Right. That's I've had point. friends who. We're just sobbing in an emotional wreck after breaking up with a girlfriend or a boyfriend, and they're like 25, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, just fucking wait. You're, this is going to happen like five more fucking times <laughs> yep, to you. Yep, yep. You're going to, this is, this is teaching you your red flags. Yeah. You're going to look back in 10 years at that person and go, I can't believe I cried. Yeah. I did that so that I wouldn't do it again. Mm -hmm. Like, you do that so that you don't have to go through, if you're smart. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, so uh, we're all, we're doing great, (laughs) you guys. Come on, we're doing great. (laughs) Doing great. I would like a big bag of cash. I think that would make life a a lot easier. I have a house. House doesn't solve everything. But a big bag of cash would be helpful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That would be helpful. I I get it. Yeah. I get it. Would it's you ever like, quit? Would you ever quit? What would make you walk away from everything? I don't think anything would at this point. Really? Sadly. <laughs> disgustingly. You know what? No, because I I can't imagine what else I would do. Yeah. And and I think if I if I quit, I would spend every day of my life, every time I watched a movie, every time I would turn on TV, <laughs> Going, I'd be like I wanna play. Why am I not doing that yeah. anymore? Why am I not a part of this? And I and I was just, I was always loved uh, all my life. Thank you, parents and friends, and but never really encouraged to do this. That all came from within uh-huh. me. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I never had anybody that I was like impressing. Right. And everybody was like, you're smart. Go do something else. Go, uh-huh. you know, be a professor or right. whatever. Do right. something else. Like, so I was the one going, <laughs> I want to, I want to perform and, and write and be creative for a living. And yeah. that was so. That was so in me from, yeah. from day one that I can't imagine. Somebody asked me recently what I liked most about show business, and the first thing that came to my mouth was hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Like when you have a job and you're just hanging out with yeah. people on and the, the set. the people you meet and the stories you I would you totally hear. quit. Yeah. <laughs> you would. I would quit. If I could make enough money that mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to work again... Because I've been all over the country, and there's some cool places I would love to yeah. live. Mm-hmm. No, you're, I no, hate you're having very right about to that. live I hate here. that we have to live mm-hmm. here. I mean, I do love a Where lot of Where would you live? Where else would you live? I don't know. I mean, I've I've spent time in Nova Scotia, which is beautiful. fucking beautiful. Yeah. There's places in Canada that I fucking love. Um, West Coast, East Coast. Maybe West Coast, but mm-hmm. like Pacific Northwest, right. or I also I just recently went to Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, Asheville's the greatest. Fuck. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love it, but I love Asheville. But legislative wise, North Carolina is a fucking yeah, garbage. It's a Transgender you know, people can't take North a shit. Carolina, North, North Carolina, Carolina is in a no. really rough place because there are the lines are so drawn in the sand there uh-huh. because the yeah. amount of. Liberals. Because you go to a college town and it's like oh, you're in San Francisco. Everybody's so incredible. And my cool. brother and sister in law, they're fighting the good fight because uh. they, they, you know, you go to every house and it is a Hillary sign and Trump sign, you know, for right. the last example. And they are firmly planted in the ground and there's no in between. Right. And there is no, and I mean, the people there who are, 
who are, you know, liberal minded, forward thinking. They work really. I mean, there there are a lot of them there. Yeah. And they are the government in North Carolina has just been so screwed up. And, well, and, and, and the I, whole country's North Carolina right yeah, now. That's yeah. what's happening. And, yeah. and if there's any progressive agenda that's going to move forward at all within the next four years or six months or however long he's president, right. it's up to us. Absolutely. It's not up to the people in and power. And the thing is, it's like we 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 should have known that always. And we sort of let eight years go by where we had this amazing man. We fell asleep at the switch. You know, yeah, we were just um, like, we were like, mm-hmm. oh, Obama's going to take care of us. Mm-hmm. Obama has this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I love it. It's like, even today, he, he presented, you know, he, did you guys see that he uh, announced? I haven't, wa- I haven't watched television. There's a, well, there's a today, thing he put online called, uh, oh God, it's like the Obama legacy or something. Yeah. It's, it, it's foundation. And basically it's about, this is how, it's very JFK. It's like, this is not about how I'm going to help you. It's about how we're going to help you help yourselves and how you're going to help each other. Mm-hmm. And join this group. It's amazing. And of course, it's like the day he leaves, he's like, I'm still he- I'm still here, but <clears throat> you know, now it's on you. Right. It's a thing that we have to do that. And yeah. we have to take care of each other. And it is local. It's not about what's happening in Washington. And it never mm-hmm. has been. For art, right. oh come on. Like anything comes out, out of Washington that we uh, you know. No. You know, and art and always gets freaky and amazing it when there's does. A conservative it gets people great. And we power. have to remember that. And oh. we have to remember that, like, you know, let's fucking be Karen Finley and shove avocados up our yeah. twats or whatever we have to do now <laughs> to call it, you know. Let's fucking, you know, let's do it. That's Just our, don't that's our eat job. six cookies or, or don't, four uh, squares yeah. of sativa. Always, ask. Always like, ask. Yeah, yeah. Always ask, are there drugs in this? It made me, that really made me ask every time I see a cookie in front of me, I always, I'm like, is it this made regular? you doubt cookies. Yeah. It ruined cookies. It made you doubt cookies. Oh, Lesson of the day. Is always thing. doubt cookies. Mm. That's a terrible thing. Uh-huh. Well, you guys, we're out of time. But I want to thank shit. you both so much yeah, for coming on and doing this. This, this has been, been scintillating. Wonderful. It's too been bad great. we weren't drinking. I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you much. I want to thank my guests, Alec Mappa and Steve Ag. Thank, thank you all so much for doing this. And, my pleasure. Um, happy weekend. And, uh, Let's do this. Let's get through this. All right. Yay. Love you, Drew. Love you all. Bye. Bye.